definitely human. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It is Christmas in Hong Kong, 1921. Having joined Cornelia Cavendish on her occult investigations around the world, Dorothy Taylor and Joy Dutton find themselves thrust into high society. Although out of their depth, they look forward to making new allies and reconnecting with old acquaintances as they enjoy the festive cheer. But there is no goodwill to all men in The Infinite Bad. The Nightmare of Cao Yi Chao, Part 1 It is 1921, and the world lies prostrate at the feet of the British Empire. From Canada in the northwest to New Zealand in the far southeast, one in every four of every man, woman and child lives under the thumb of King George V. Our heroes are in Hong Kong, the Pearl of the Orient, a towering, lushly forested mountain island nestled in a deep harbour on the southern tip of China. A thin seam of dense human habitation wends around the edge of this island, with nearly a million souls crowding into a few square miles of crucial strategic value. The streets here teem with fishermen, traders, soldiers and chancers of every cloth. Sikh constables warily thread their way through throngs of swollen-kneed dock workers, while fresh-faced English officers hold handkerchiefs to their noses in their litters, trying to muffle the stink of fish and offal. Walking through the atrium of the Oriental Plaza, the most renowned and fashionable hotel within a thousand miles, Sebastian St. Battenberg squints through his thin spectacles, looking for Dorothy Taylor, Cornelia Cavendish, and Joy Dutton. 
The room has been arrayed in a vibrant, if slightly overwrought, colonial style, with western Christmas decorations and flourishes of classical Chinese decor, sporting glossy ruby-red wooden furniture and gaudy golden details. Sebastian spies and then cautiously approaches his acquaintances, his only social anchor in this strange setting. Uh, hello. Sebastian, it's so nice to see you. How have you been? I've been very well, Dorothy. It's uh, been a little while since I've, I've seen you guys. A year and a half, Sebastian. Yeah. I've been counting the months. Uh, I've been busy. Mrs. Cavendish, are you well? Superb! Thank you very much for asking. And Joy. Hi, Sebastian. Hi. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. You look very well. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel great. Thanks. Good, good. So, what is this party all about? This is uh, Mrs. Helen Brackfort's party. I'm sure she'll be along shortly. Indeed, you can see her milling around, and she's uh, a heavy set woman. Uh, and she's wearing an elaborate taffeta dress that doesn't quite fit her well. It might have fit her more when she was a younger woman. But she's seen you and she's raised her hand at you, Cornelia, and trying to bustle her way through. But with the hubbub of the party, she's actually finding it difficult to make her way towards you. So how have you been keeping, Mrs. Cavendish? What have you been doing in this time? Oh, you know, speaking engagements, meeting my public. Yes. And how's uh, the medical practice, Dorothy? Oh, Sebastian, unfortunately, um, I've decided to take a bit of a break from that to focus on the uh, strange happenings that I'm sure you remember. Uh, hmm, I see. So you've decided to throw your life away and have uh, gone into cahoots with these two, have you? I am sure that's one way of looking at it. We saw unexplainable things. Yes, and then we all moved on, didn't we? <laughs> we all moved on and got on with our lives. No. I don't know how you move on from something like that. What is this Christmas party all about, anyway? It is about Christmas and it is about me, Sebastian. <laughs> and that's it. Nothing else. No strangeness of any kind. Of it's course just, not. Just a good old Christmas celebration in Hong Kong. Cornelia actually does have a, another speaking engagement a few days from now. Oh, I see. Another Looking one. forward to it, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I, I have to admit, I thought it was just going to be mainly a sort of Christmas party thing. How sort of long is this speaking engagement? We'll have time to enjoy my speaking at a later date. <laughs> At this point, a waiter uh, comes up to you. He's a Chinese man. Uh, he looks like he's in his early 20s. He's wearing a, a classic Chinese Changshan uh, kind of silk jacket, over jacket. Uh, and he barks at you, more tea, more tea. And he's got a, a large tray with loads of tiny little teacups uh, with a pale yellow fluid inside them. Ah, yes, thank you very much. Do you have any biscuits? He looks at you blankly uh, and then kind of takes the tray as soon as you take the tea from it and, and points it at, at other people. Thank you very much. I take the tea. Thank at this you, point, uh, sorry, you as well? Enjoy. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say thank you. And Dorothy? No, thank you. No? Oh, okay. Uh, he sniffs at your refusal, <laughs> Dorothy. And uh, Dorothy, he, you're embarrassing me. He, kind of, he, he jabs the tray a little bit closer <laughs> in your direction. At this point, Mrs. Brackford actually makes her way through the crowd and she says, stop bothering them, stop bothering them. Uh, oh, Cornelia, I have so much to ask you. My goodness, how were your travels? They were fine, Helen. Very good to see you again. Oh, oh, you remember? 
Oh, I was I was absolutely smitten by your talk. Was it in 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 in, in Rome? It was it was just. Uh, uh, oh, Helen, you're too kind. Far Tell me more. too kind. Tell me more. Far too kind. <laughs> And I've been meaning to tell you, uh, here in here in Hong Kong, in the Far Orient, there is so much occult here to to discover and to to unearth. So many goings on. What? I, what do you What do you mean by that? Oh, the the strange rituals that these people have, and and the strange religions that they hold. They, they have... I'm hearing the word strange a lot. And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm beginning to feel a little uncomfortable. I sniff my teeth. I'm sure they're nothing compared to what I have seen. <laughs> but it's not just here, Cornelia. I hear, I hear from my acquaintances in Paris, beneath the opera house in Paris, a disfigured man, a disfigured man. France is, is full of disfigured people. <laughs> that is sadly true. <laughs> well, it is now, yes. Well... Yes, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> she seems a little bit taken aback by this. Um, uh, at this point, she looks around a little bit peevishly and she says, well, uh, I suppose I must start saying to the other guests, uh, please do mingle as you will and, and, and meet the other, the, the, the finest people in all of Hong Kong are arrayed here before you. Dorothy, you are such a good nurse, though. I just, I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this Incredibly poor decision on your part. Oh, Sebastian, thanks so much for your opinion. Um, <laughs> well, I do actually have plans to return to the United States and possibly oh, start my education again. I have Excellent. to admit that I've been... Not too soon, I hope. Well, in the next few months, I'm afraid. So you two have been oh. staying together. Well, you three have been staying together then. We have. I had hoped to make some progress, some concrete progress on getting to the bottom of the situation that we saw in Egypt and the one that we saw before that in England. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, some of us seem to be slightly more preoccupied with speaking engagements and starting new societies. So I'm not feeling as if we're making that much progress. And if we're not making that much progress, I might as well return home. Yes, agree completely. You should return home as soon as is convenient for you. (laughs) Thank you for your support, Sebastian. What are you trying to say, Dorothy? (laughs) I think she's been quite clear, Mrs. Cavendish. I don't understand. You seem so enthusiastic. Cornelia, we we have been over this many, many, many times. I do think that society... I do not recall. The society is a distraction from our real work. It is part of our real work. What progress have we made in the last 18 months? We are traveling the world. Mm-hmm. Everybody's listening to me. It's, it's perfect. And I am truly happy for you, Cornelia. But this isn't this isn't what I gave up my education for. I didn't realize you had, Dorothy. This is very hurtful to me <laughs> to find out in this way. Did, did you think I was attending medical school while I was living with you? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Are there any biscuits? I did ask, and he just ignored me. This is very rude. I'm not going to drink this without biscuit. <laughs> there are waiters going around with trays of tea and also trays of champagne. Uh, the guests, who are overwhelmingly white and European, uh, seem to be mostly partaking of the champagne. Yes, I'll take a champagne as well. Yeah. I grab for the champagne amongst I'll... this dispute of Dorothy and Cornelia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take one of each. And drink okay. both. <laughs> yeah, to see how the mood for the takes me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So looking around uh, at the at, at the various people uh, around you, you can see there's three within easy access if you choose 
to go out and, and mingle a little bit with uh, with the crowd. Otherwise, you can just wait for the dinner bell to be rung. Uh, Cornelia will mingle. Okay, cool. Cornelia, so you can see uh, a gentleman in his mid-30s. He's wearing a military uh, uniform and he's got with him a small child of about um, seven years old. You can also see a rail-thin, dark-haired woman with a prominent nose and full pursed lips. Uh, She seems to be on her own, but is looking around with a notebook and scribbling in it every, every once in a while. And then finally, you see a uh, a man in his late 20s, uh, extremely good looking. Uh, he looks very wealthy. He's dressed very well. He's got a fair complexion, well-parted auburn hair. Uh, and he seems to be uh, looking around also, but much more amiably and affably. And kind of every person who goes by, he has a, a good word for and a joke and kind of shares a laugh with them. He seems to be uh, a little bit of the star of his own personal section of that room. Is anyone else mingling? Yeah, that? anyone who wants to mingle with anyone, just let me know who, who you approach. I'm sort of just hanging around uh, Dorothy and Joy. I have no interest in mingling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I would probably want to see what you've been up to because yeah. you seem... Yeah. We'll just catch up. That's fine. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, nearly yeah. two years. It has been a while. Um, this your first time in Hong Kong? It is. And for you? Yes, never been here before. Never been anywhere near here before. It's... Interesting. A, a, a lovely place. Bit of a culture shock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to for the last 18 months? Oh, busy. Very, very busy. So lots to do. Uh, m- mainly it's just sort of in, you know, back back home. <laughs> Looking after the old man. You know how it is. Oh, and how is your father? Yeah, dead. <laughs> he is dead. Uh, which is uh, why I'm here, actually. Oh, Sebastian, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to hear that, Sebastian. No, that's fine. Um, just thought, you know, a, a Christmas do. This will be my first one alone. Well, not alone, because ha, we're all here together and we're going to have a good time. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, is there any more of this champagne? <laughs> yes, I, I think I'll get a couple of glasses for everyone. <laughs> I would like to talk to the uh, that jovial man. Okay. Um, hello, and Merry Christmas. Coming to my talk soon, I presume? <laughs> Cornelia, obviously. Cornelia Cavendish. Nice to meet you. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you a, a speaker of some kind? He jovially kind of puts his hand on your shoulder, Cornelia, and he says, Oh, you must tell me. What 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 are you an expert in? Spirits? The occult? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, Excuse oh, you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Spiritualism. Uh, theologian, perhaps? Mrs... Uh... Cavendish. Cavendish, yes. Surely you have heard. Oh, uh, the name escapes me, but, but oh, my, my memory's like Swiss cheese, Mrs... Cavendish. Cavendish. Yes, yes. Caven- Mrs. Cavendish, of course. Yes, yes. So I would like to look for someone else to speak to. <laughs> okay, he's literally, he's trying to take your hand in, in his, and he's bringing it towards his mouth to, to, to kiss it. Uh, would you like to withdraw it in disgust? Or... Sir, what do you think you're doing? Uh, he, he looks up at you. Uh, make an insight check. 18. 18. Okay. Uh, he looks up at you and in the instant that he realizes that you're not, uh, you're not taken in by him or charmed by him, uh, you notice a, a, almost like a, a, an instant of calculating 
coldness in his eyes as he looks up at you while while uh, his face is down by your hand. Uh, and then he releases your hand uh, quite quite kind of flamboyantly, uh, trying to make a, a joke out of it. And at this point, another Chinese waiter, not the same one that you noticed before, uh, approaches you. And he takes the opportunity um, and grabs a glass of champagne and then one for you and then hands it to you and says... I feel like we've gotten off on the wrong foot. My name is Peter Fairbank. Um, uh, I'm an industrialist, a, a tradesman, here, a, a trader of, of, of goods here in Hong Kong. Um, Mrs. Cavendish, will you accept my apologies? And he proffers the glass towards you. Thank you very much. You're very gracious, sir. Uh, he clinks the glass against yours and make a perception check. 14. Okay. Uh, he clinks the glass against yours and as the waiter turns to leave you notice that Peter Fairbank has slipped something onto the waiter's tray, but you don't know what it was. And the waiter falls into the crowd and is lost almost immediately. Hmm. Okay. I'll make a note of this. Mm -hmm. A trader, you say? Indeed, yes. Uh, I I work in the shipping industry. Uh, Various goods need to be brought from uh, Britain's other colonies and from the mainland here to Hong Kong. I mean, you know, the, the local... Industries are woefully underdeveloped, so of many of the amenities that our uh, fine uh, compatriots have become accustomed to need to be brought from extravagant distances. And do you live here? Uh, no, no, no. Just uh, I, I pop in. I pop in, Mrs. Cavendish, every once in a while. Uh, I'll, I'll spend some time here. Otherwise, I'm in Malaysia and Tokyo. All the all the How wonders of the Orient. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I, I, I should love to uh, converse with you more about them uh, at another time, perhaps. But I see someone that I, I, I know across the room. Oh, I think I see someone I know as well. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm sorry I cannot talk to you more. I know you I will have to. No, no, no. I really must. I no, really no, 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 no. I insist. I'm so, I am so sorry. I must now leave. And then I, before he can reply, I'm off. I want to go back to these guys. <laughs> uh, Cornelia, as you're making your way back to the other three, uh, are you three, Joy, Sebastian, and Dorothy, are you still just catching up? Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. so, yeah. Okay. Uh, at this point, Dorothy, you notice that the, uh, the dark haired young woman uh, who you all noticed was kind of alone scribbling in her notepad uh, has kind of sidled up to you and is doing that thing where she's kind of standing at the margins of your conversation, hoping to be drawn in by a stray comment. I'm still like trying to talk. My eyes are just darting towards her. <laughs> like, I can't control myself. And I'm like trailing off. <laughs> and that's, uh, yes, uh, shoot, shooting and uh, just keeping the house... I'm sorry, who are you? (laughs) I mean, charmed. Uh, Sebastian St. Battenberg, I don't think we've met. Uh, She she offers her hand towards you somewhat limply. (laughs) Crush it, David. (laughs) I would would like to make a strength check, please. (laughs) Okay. Uh, 15. Okay. Uh, You hear a... a, a (laughs) <laughs> An ear-splitting yow emerge from her. The first words that you actually hear from her. Um, uh, she seems to be in a great deal of pain. Almost a real pain. pleasure. <laughs> uh, she she withdraws her hand, so uh, almost be- with an almost betrayed look on her face, and starts rubbing it 
uh, ruefully and turns to you instead, Dorothy. I take uh, another swig of my champagne. It's like, I'm fine. Can we get another one of these? Yeah, <laughs> I think you've had about three now <laughs> within the space of five minutes. Um, Christmas, I love Christmas. <laughs> so uh, Sophia, as she introduces herself, uh, turns to you, Dorothy, and says, uh, I could not help but overhear uh, you were speaking of strange goings on. I, I am, let me, my name is Sofia Maria Espanca. I am a journalist, an itinerant journalist. And uh, you're, you're, I could not help, I could not help but eavesdrop. Uh, and I, I heard you mention some strange investigation that you are, you are undertaking here in Hong Kong. Oh, it's, no, I think you must have misheard. It's really nothing. We've simply, um, me and my acquaintances have simply, we've had some adventures that have featured some strange happenings, but we're really, we're in this fine city, really just for a, for, for a bit of a break. That's really all. Uh, okay, make a deception check. Nine. Okay, she looks at you. And she's still kind of scribbling in her notepad as she looks at you, and she does not seem convinced at all, Dorothy. But uh, she doesn't seem she doesn't seem put out by this. Instead, she steps closer to you, and then she also kind of darts her eyes towards you, Joy. And she says, "Miss, what is your name?" My name is Dorothy Taylor. How do you do? Dorothy Taylor, a pleasure. And you, Joy Dutton. Joy Dutton, you are young women in a world that is so unkind to young women. I am a young professional journalist. I am here trying to make my life, trying to make my living, get the next big story. You, you understand. You look like a woman who, who has forged her own path through life. Is that, am I, am I wrong, Dorothy Taylor? Well, Sophia, less than I would like, perhaps. But you are convincing me. You are convincing me. All I am me. asking, Dorothy Taylor, is for one lead. One story. I I have been to Macau, the port of Macau. There is nothing there. I have come to Hong Kong because this is this is the nexus of all the excitement and the ferment in the Orient. This may be the key to the next great travel novel. Well, perhaps you ought to attend. We're we're traveling with um, Cornelia Cavendish. Mm-hmm. She is giving a lecture in four or five days. You may wish to attend her. Lecture, it promises to be interesting. Ha! <laughs> Thank you, Sebastian. Uh, she, she kind of snorts as well, and she says, I, I do not trade in superstition. Do not mistake me for the author of some penny dreadful. Yeah, there you have it. Got it in one. Yep. Uh, where is the champagne? What's going on? Is this a party or not? Sebastian, I think you... Probably had enough. I strongly disagree. Hmm. I'll have uh, two more, please, for me, and uh, they're both for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sophia, why don't you tell us about your work? What have you... What is the most interesting story you've written so far? Well, I, I have been conducting a great deal of research, and I have many leads and many notes. There is something afoot here in Hong... In Hong Kong... Uh, there's something seriously afoot. And she uh, comes and she places her arm around uh, your shoulder, Dorothy, and she kind of makes a sweeping motion. <laughs> and you can see that where she's sweeping towards is the sides of this room, where you can actually see there are about two dozen Chinese waiters all wearing this kind of silk Changshan. 
Uh, and they seem, to be, they seem to be far more than are needed for a party. There's about 300 people in this room. So it's quite a, a hefty party, but there's many, many waiters already milling around with trays, but there seems to be quite an unusual number of them just idling around the side of the room and looking evenly at all of you. She says, do not find something unnerving about this. Well, and I you, must... You it's... can't really tell if she's just being racist at this point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I must admit, this is my first function in Hong Kong. I, I really don't know what to expect or not to expect. So I really can't comment. I mean, Joy, do you find something unnerving? I mean, she's piqued my interest. Um, you're not superstitious? Superstitious of what? Ghosts in the attic? <laughs> well, what do you mean by a strange... A conspiracy. A conspiracy. Dutton, Joy Dutton, there is a conspiracy. Look at them! A and she points towards conspiracy. them somewhat more vehemently. <laughs> oh, God. I'm afraid I don't see what you see. Well, I, I suppose that the journalists, you know, we, we learn, we almost develop a, a sixth, perhaps even a seventh sense. <laughs> these kinds of things. So, but, yeah, I, I, when the story comes out, all will be revealed, Joy Darton. All I need is, is your help. Feet on the ground, ears on the ground. Ears on the ground, even. I, I give Dorothy a, a look, a, a look of let's not involve with this. <laughs> Cornelia, at this point, you've come back to the, um, you've rejoined the group. I'm back! Hello! Cornelia! This is Cavendish! This is a journalist. Oh! <laughs> I advised her that your speech in a few days' time may be interesting for her ah. to attend. And, and you'll be coming, I hope? Yes, I suppose. She seems eminently bored at the prospect. <laughs> okay, at this point, uh, a dinner bell is rung. Uh, what would you like to do? Would you like to take this opportunity to filter away from Sophia? Or do you kind of walk with her? Everyone else is starting to kind of put their glasses on whatever uh, surface they can find and, and eagerly awaiting being brought through to the next room. Are tables allocated? Uh, you, you don't know, but you believe they they will be. Okay, I'm kind of sticking close to the group because I'm not I'm not sure I'll be that like I, I don't think I'll do too well on my own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like clutching the tops of chairs. Oh, Sebastian. <laughs> um, well, I I sort of I don't feel like Sophia is being helpful or interesting at all. Neither I, I kind of um, would like for her to I maybe we sort of gesture away, at yeah. her to go in. <laughs> Before us, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, you gesture for her, and she kind of takes the hint somewhat reluctantly, and and says, "Oh, but I'll, I'll be certain to circle back round to you, Dorothy Taylor." <laughs> Dorothy, you've made a friend. I see. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Friends are good. It's important to have friends. <laughs> yeah. And at the sound of the dinner bell, uh, you hear the whine of the glossy oak doors at the far end of this atrium being opened. And the other guests seem really keen to enter, um, even eager. They're pressing jovially against one another, making sport of their hurry with each other. Um, You're taken through to a vast hall and there's about 30 tables, seating 10 each, uh, which are, are spaciously arranged across the carpeted expanse of this room. Uh, despite initially losing each other in the bustle of this transition, uh, you manage to find each other at a table on the far side of the room uh, where place names have been put out for you. Uh, near what, and it's actually near what you suppose is the entrance to the kitchens, or at least there's, there's quite a, a lot of traffic of waiters going through. Um, you notice actually that at your table 
are sat uh, several people that you've already met. So Sophia has actually found her way to this table also. Delightful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, as has Peter Fairbank and Mrs. Brackford also. Uh, there is also this uh, this military looking gentleman with his son. And they're all arrayed at this table, uh, sat around it with you four. I'm, I'm now like, Dorothy, Joy, shh, look at the, I'm winking at you and like touching my finger on my nose and I'm sort of feeling around in my coat pocket for something. And then I produce a pipe. This is, this is my father's pipe. Uh, gave it to me. Um, very special. And I've decided I think this will probably be the only pipe I smoke for. It's a very special <laughs> pipe. It's it's my pipe now, and it's a good pipe. Do you want to? Would you like to touch it and have a look at it? Mrs. Brackford, at this point, who has been staring at you but listening to Sebastian, but staring at Cornelia, is literally kind of jumping up and down in her seat a little bit, and she says, "Is it a magic pipe? Ah! <laughs> a pipe of the occult? <laughs> Can I touch it?" I look at the pipe and say, "No, no, that is no pipe of the occult, <laughs> Helen." But it does look very old, Sebastian. Yes, old and special. I have a surprise for you. Joy, bring the presents. I bring this bag and put it onto the table. I have presents for each of you, my (laughs) dear associates. Presents, of course. How kind of you, Cornelia. I, I completely forgot to get anyone a present. I would like to hand Dorothy and Sebastian their boxes. Merry Christmas! Thank you, Cornelia. Uh, thank you, Mrs. Cavendish. Open them! Yes. <laughs> oh, too kind. Very well. Um, I <laughs> rather badly opened my, like, crushing it in the process. <laughs> I would like to lean over and help him unwrap it rather more quickly. <laughs> you see, Sebastian, a new pipe! Oh. Just for you! Oh! <laughs> too kind! Thank you. Um, does the pipe have any special features? I, I look. I look up the pipe. It does not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pipe, all right. Thank you. Um, Merry uh, Christmas. Yes. And for you, Dorothy, okay, open so your present. So I open the present and I take it out. And you know what it is. And it's a stethoscope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is rather more awkward after our previous conversation. <laughs> but... Uh, um, stethoscope for the practice of medicine. Ah, that would come in. Oh, mm. no, wait. Uh, mm. Mrs. Cavendish, I don't think you've realised, but Dorothy's actually given up her dream of being a, a medical practitioner. She's thrown it all away. And it's actually kind of your fault that she did that, in a way. It was not my fault. If anything, I've encouraged her. Yes, that, that was what I meant. Cornelia, I'm very grateful. And, and indeed, when I return home in the next few months, I may well restart my, my training to become a doctor. And this will come very much in handy. So Hopefully it's you. not too late. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Sebastian. Ah, I finished Delightful. my champagne. And for you, Joy, I hand over a... A large manila envelope. <laughs> so that's what's been weighing the bag down. Yes. <laughs> and then a stack yes. of paper. Um, Joy, my dear ward. Oh, I didn't realise you were going to get me Merry something. Merry Christmas. Cornelia. Thank open you. It. You've given me so much already. <laughs> <laughs> um, I open the paper and... Oh, wow. How unexpected. Ad- adoption papers. Congratulations, <laughs> oh, Joy. Wow. You are to be my oh. daughter. I mean... <laughs> 
I'm Merry Christmas! 18 in a few months, but I'm... <laughs> Together again, our four heroes enjoy their now familiar awkwardness. Despite their differences, this feels like a homecoming, and they are warmed by their unacknowledged intimacy and the Christmas spirit. Distracted by this richly emotional moment, they do not realize that they are being watched from the dim corners of the room. You've been listening to The Nightmare of Cao Yi Chow, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day. Starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at The Infinite Bad and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. The Infinite Bad is a definitely human production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.